And welcome back to a brand new episode of the EPL Boys. You're at home, number one stop. There's no other place to go. Yeah, that's right. You've made it, boys and girls, to the best English Premier League podcast you're going to hear on a Tuesday afternoon. My name is Matt, as always, my partner in crime, my friend through the interweb. JD, the break is over. We get to actually podcast, and we actually get to watch Premier League soccer again. God, this is beautiful. Yeah, um, I'm excited. Uh, it was a great break. It was nice to take a couple couple episodes off, you know, recharge the old batteries. But um, yeah, uh, I had a I had a good time over this break. I I actually made some money on some bets on soccer, which I don't do anymore. I don't do it. I've lost too much money betting on soccer in the last like four years. And I decided to make a little four-leg parlay on some of the CONCACAF World Cup qualifiers uh, last week. And I I think I made almost $100 on a four-leg parlay. It was pretty fucking sweet. It was a good feeling. It it had been a while. And it's going to be another long while until I do it. Because I know know my limits on soccer betting. It's really bad. You know what? But but the Super Bowl is coming up. So I'm probably going to throw like 40 or 50 bucks at that. um, Because I know myself. Uh, I already heard on I already heard on one podcast, so like I know there's always the Gatorade question, um, and again you can't come to us if something doesn't go this way. But one of the sports podcasts that I listen to talk to one of the Bengals players. They always have orange Gatorade. If you know, you know. Um, yeah, no, uh, dude, this break has been awesome. Um, it's actually kind of cool because you take a like you take a few like days away or you don't record like every single Monday and Thursday like we usually do. You kind of feel like you're in a rut and honestly it's nice to take a like a episode or two break cuz now I'm like I am so fucking in. I have been excited now the last few days like oh, Monday's coming around. I finally get to podcast, finally get to see JD's face. It is a beautiful fucking thing. Um the break was nice. It was refreshing. Uh, got to really just spend some, like, honestly, some chill time. Um, I've started physical therapy for my back, and, man, that that hasn't been fun. Because, like, it's really, like, awkward for, like, someone to just point out everything wrong with how you've been walking, standing, sitting. It's like, ugh, great. And I basically have to walk around now with a small pillow to put in the arch of my back. And I'm just like... Man, I am not even 30 years old, and I'm basically like, well, I guess death is the next step, I, I guess. I mean, what's next? A cane and, you know, someone pushing me around? Just, him. just start drinking, Matt. Just start drinking. <sighs> my goodness. My goodness. But, yeah, uh, ladies and gentlemen, really quick, um, your boy fucked up. And by your boy, I mean me, not JD. Um, I completely forgot that the Burnley-Watford game on Saturday was on Saturday. I thought it was on Sunday. So I didn't post up a fan pick option. We weren't going to air the episode anyway, but um, we I just wanted to do a fan pick because I wanted to keep the picks going. Um, yeah, uh, my surprise on a Saturday afternoon when I get a little mm, 
in my phone and it says game starts in 15 minutes and i go oh um see what's funny is i'm pretty sure i did know about that game being on saturday but i decided not to tell matt because fuck that game yeah um it, sh- it should it shouldn't be held it should not have no one should have wasted their energy for that game yeah um, and a lot of people did yeah i mean we really don't even i just want to just say really quickly um because i didn't do the fan pick option i'm just giving everyone a point everyone gets a point that's it but yeah um final score zero zero jd not talking about it nope 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 not talking about it not giving Um, it that satisfaction yeah um burnley watford give me a fucking joke yeah terrible um yeah so really quickly we haven't talked about the points in a few minutes um over the past few weeks uh the points have been of course level because there have been no games but i have started to take a little bit of a commanding lead boys and girls uh i'm at 101 points the fans are at 97 jd you are at 96 so redemption week is time jd you have this is jd (laughs) this is jd's bounce back week guys okay i'm calling it now okay I'm going to have, like, two correct picks. The fans are going to have, like, four. JD's going to have six. JD's going to have six correct points. Pin it. If this was a group chat, I want that message pinned. But, guys, starting games, Tuesday afternoon, Newcastle United are going to be hosting Everton. Newcastle are full of brand-new signings, and Everton are signing Daly Alley and Donny Vanderbeek. Um, Surprisingly, JD, this is actually probably, like, Everton technically did a splash, I guess, in the trans in the you know January transfer window, getting who they got. Um, so these are probably two of the more active teams from the January transfer window. I don't know about you, but I I see Newcastle still having an overall better squad than Everton. I mean, of course, Everton can turn around and pop off. Or Charleston could have a game. Uh, I still don't even know if Dominic Calvert Lewin is back yet because it's like he was back for a day. And then he's gone again. So it's like, I have no fucking idea. Um, And honestly, I think it's the uncertainty which is making me choose Newcastle. Newcastle are home. Newcastle, like, before this little break, they seemed like they had a few things going. Uh, Yeah, I am personally going to go with Newcastle. JD, I I don't know about you. I I just... This game, to me, still screams like anything could happen. Yeah, I mean, I I still don't trust Everton. You know, they bring in Deli Alley, they bring in Donny Van de Beek. Donny Van de Beek hasn't played in God knows how long. Deli Alley, I same could be said for him, and in a worse way. Uh, I mean, Deli Alley could score a couple goals, you know, before the season ends, or he could literally show what he's shown the last few years. Absolutely nothing. So I, 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 I have no faith in Everton in this matchup. I think Newcastle at least have shown some of their new sh- new signings have been semi-worth it. So, I, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go Newcastle here easily. Yeah, and, I mean, the fans as well. Uh, two-thirds of the vote going to Newcastle. Um, I don't know. I think, like, this is the type of game, like, again, like little little battles within the war. Newcastle win this game. Everton lose, you know, because you can't have one without the other. New- Everton are now, uh, in my opinion, definitely in the, like, hey... The relegation zone is, like, kind of right there. Maybe we should start not being, like, one of the worst teams in the Premier League. Uh, but I guess just another underlining storyline. Um, 
me as a United fan, uh, I, I, you know, I'm going to try to keep an eye on this game because the United game is on around the same time. Um, I'm hoping Donny gets playing time. I'm hoping I can see actually see Donny Vanderbeek in the Premier League because in the year and a half he's been here, I've seen 15-minute little intervals where, you know, it's a little, you know, again, a little freaking ridiculous. But, um, all right, we're going to move on. The next game, uh, West Ham will be hosting Watford. Now, West Ham, of course, enjoying the break. Uh, they haven't had to replay games. Watford, though. Watford literally just played on Saturday. So Watford are turning around, and they only have a few days rest um, with their senior squad. Uh, JD, I'll have you start this one, but this is, I think, in my opinion, this one is one of the easier games to pick. Yeah, this is obviously going to be a West Ham win. At home against a, a Watford team that just played on Saturday, just played a meaningless game, just an absolutely meaningless game. Uh, yeah, I, there's really not much else to say. Um and yeah, and, I and think, West Ham are just... I mean, even if Watford didn't play, I'd still be picking West Ham. They're, yeah. they're the much better oh, side. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the fans, as well as I, we're all going with West Ham. But I, I think, like... I feel like if you're a Watford fan or a Watford supporter, um, that 0-0 draw against Burnley really is going to bite you in the ass because it would have been nice if you walked away with something more than a draw. If you got that win... Taking losses against West Ham might be okay. Like might be okay. The one issue now is I feel like Watford are really going to be stretched because Watford are actually going to try to get a result out of this game, and all West Ham have to do is play their game, and they'll be fine. Like, uh, fuck if you open things up for West Ham, that is even more of an issue. So, all right, we're gonna move on. Uh, the three o'clock game, uh, three o'clock Eastern game on Tuesday. It is going to be Burnley hosting Manchester United. Uh, Manchester United uh, taking the L literally in the worst fucking way out of the FA Cup, um, but still having an additional day or two rest over Burnley, like we just said. Burnley as well, just like Watford, only played a few days ago to a meaningless 0-0 draw. Um, I'll have the fans start this one off first. The fans pretty heavily went with Manchester United. Uh, I am also going to agree. I'm going to agree that Manchester United, this is a game where I feel like United can actually bounce back a little bit. Um, you're hoping to see, because honestly, United in that you know FA Cup game still had four or five solid opportunities to score a goal. Uh, I don't think that they let that happen for two games in a row. Um, so again, I mean, it's, it, we're all going to have to see, but I think, you know, even being on the road, I think United will take this. Uh, JD, to finish this up, Burnley are the home team. Do you see anything happening there? I I mean, look, United should have beaten Middlesbrough like 5-0. They really should have. They did not. I'm still going to go Man United because I, I I just can't. I can't bet on Burnley right now. I, I mean, after this past weekend and just in general, I'm going to pick United every time. But I the United have not looked good. No, I mean it, it was summed up by Bruno's miss. Have uh, you, you have you seen that on repeat? Because it's really bad. Yeah, man. Oh yeah, dude. Bruno Fernandez missed a wide open goal and hit the fucking post. Hey. I, I I don't know why he was going for precision. Just hit it fucking straight. Like I I don't know how he missed that. But I that's neither here nor there. I, they should beat Burnley. They sh they should be beating Burnley. I think they will. They'll be they'll bounce back. Yeah, man. I just like. I mean, honestly, like. Yeah, fuck that FA Cup game. 
Uh, I know, and it's it's one of those things. And I was having a conversation with a couple other people, um, because they're all like, because a lot of them, again, people, those who support other teams, it's like, well, Matt, are you upset? I go, I'm not really that upset. And they're like, you're not upset. And I go, what's to be upset about? United didn't make one in during the January transfer window when we were desperate for one or two positions to get filled. United clearly are just like doing whatever they can to just do bare average this season. I can't expect them to want to do anything. So yeah, here nor there. Um, yeah, I still think United should take on Burnley with ease. Uh, now going into the Wednesday games, Manchester City will be hosting Brentford. Uh, Brentford, uh, love you. Man City should take this fairly, fairly easy, especially being the home side. Um, I see City at least winning by at least a pair of goals. So, JD, I hand this off to you. Manchester City, still the top team in the league by 10 points. Uh, you, do, you, do you see any any upset happening here? Um, I think Man City will win, but I'm actually going to go Brentford Ooh. just to shock, just, just to shake it up. In my body, I'm I like in my mind, I'm thinking Man City should take this. They should. They're at home. Not that that really means anything for them, but they're at home and they should win. But you know, we we we've seen it in the past. No, a yeah. team like Brentford hitting them on the counter. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go for a Brentford win. Oh, and I'm telling you right now. Brentford steal any points off of this game, and Liverpool do the result. Boys and girls, we may have a title race after all, but I'm not sitting here counting my chickens before they hatch. Um, I would just like to see a competitive finish to the end. Um, but don't get me wrong, every other league, I, I saw the statistic today, only the Italian league is in single digits uh, from first to second place, and literally the two Milan clubs are literally a point off from each other, while every other top five league in the world, there is a 10-point gap plus. Um gotta love top tier football uh next game is going to be norwich city versus crystal palace um all, all of the fans oh yeah i'm sorry the fans as well in the last game chose manchester city uh going into this game the fans chose crystal palace and I i'm going to agree i think crystal palace um i think crystal palace are just you know right, right now especially with everything patrick Vieira is doing um I just see them as being just a too solid of a unit to go against, um, like to just do anything against that Crystal Palace side. Um, but yeah, Newcastle. I mean, Norwich City have looked good lately. They've pulled positive results in consecutive games. Crystal Palace is a team that's going to kind of fight you to the end, and I just think that's going to be the problem. So JD, uh, uh, we're both going Crystal Palace here. So what do you think? Do you think Norwich possibly on this good run can keep things going? No. I, I think Crystal Palace will be too much for them. I Norwich City, yeah, they're on a good run for them. But um, no, Crystal Palace is just the much better team. I, I, I think... Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to like think if Norwich could do it, but I, I, I just don't see it. I don't see it. With the way Connor Gallagher is playing, no, no way. No I, way. He's going to boss that midfield. I, uh, although... You can't take out America's second favorite ginger. I mean, if Josh Sargent... Hey, yeah. I love Josh Sargent. Don't get me wrong. But a flash in the pan once every 18 games... I Look, I think he'll do great in the championship. I think he will do fantastic in the championship for Norwich City. 
I think he will be. He, they will move on from Timu Buki. He will be their number one striker in the championship next season. That'll be great for his development. He's still only 21. That'll be great for his development. It's. I don't think that's a knock on his chances with the U.S. men's national team. I think he should still be in and around that squad. I mean, it's not like like his competition is Ricardo Pepe, who very much is a, probably our number one, but he's playing at all Augsburg in, in the Bundesliga. I I don't know. Being top of the championship with Norwich City is probably on par with Augsburg in, in the Bundesliga, probably. So I, I don't think this is bad for Josh Sarge. I, I think this 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 it will become a good situation for him. I but just, yeah. Crystal Palace is going to beat North City. So. Yeah, I, I, so I'm I'm glad to see we agree across the board. I, I need Josh Sargent to put on 25 pounds. That's what I need. I need Josh Sargent because when you are the striker position, unless you literally have Mbappe pace, um, yeah, you need to put on some size because you got to be physical, especially in the champ. Yeah, honestly. The championship is arguably one of the most physical leagues in the world. It's definitely one of the most demanding. It has more games in its season than any other league. So if you're Josh Sargent, I understand that. And honestly, I agree with JD with the flash in the pan, you know, comparison. But you have to put on some size. I think if he's able to put on anywhere between 15 to 25 pounds and really, you know, put that in target areas, come on. Every of the, like, again, you, you look at some of these extremely young guys. I mean, I'll, I'll, like, you look at just, again, I mean, you can pick across the board. You got to put on some size. If you're not able to put on size, you're just going to get muscled off, and then you'll just be easily forgotten. Um, next game on Wednesday, uh, Tottenham will be hosting Southampton. Uh, JD, I'll have you start this one off first. Tottenham kind of have been on a little bit of a roll, but Southampton are always a team that can always give you issues when you least expect it. Yeah, I'm going to go Tottenham here just because they're home. Southampton has had somewhat of a resurgence with Broja, you know, leading the line last couple game weeks. He, he's been really good for them. Tottenham, they'll hit you at home. So I, I, I'm definitely going to go Tottenham here. I, I, I think Harry Kane somewhat coming back to form. It, it's hilarious that he's still there. Um, you know, I was predicting at the end of the summer, you know, he was he was gone he was gone in uh, in January, but um, all all Man City did was buy some Arge- Argentinian guy that they loaned back. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I still have to go Tottenham here. I mean, Youngman Son. Um, I will say this will be big for their two new signings with uh, Kulisevsky and um, uh, they got Bentaker, right? Mm-hmm. Is that who they got? Yeah. Yes, sir. Uh, th- I mean, yeah, two guys from Juventus. That's, I mean, those are big signings. The only downside is they literally got rid of more midfielders than they brought in. Um, so I, I, don't, I don't know how it's going to work out. Kulisevsky, I think, is pretty good. I think that's, that's on Tottenham's level. Like, d- pretty good. Not world-class or anything, but a good, a good addition. The problem is they got rid of, like, three people that would have been better in... Um, uh, and Dabale, uh, uh Chelsea and Brian Heal, which yeah. I I don't know why they did that. I really don't, especially with Chelsea. I thought with Chelsea was you know pretty good. Yeah. Uh, and Dabale, I understand. I understand Dabale. He didn't fit. He, he wasn't liked by anyone. I get that. They're gonna lose a shit ton of money on that deal. Um, but you know it is what it is. Antonio Conte is gonna fucking do something with some player that he brings in. So maybe it'll be Kulisevsky. Who knows? 
I I, I don't know. I, I have them winning this game, though. I, I don't think Southampton will be up for it at uh, – at, what is their stadium called now? Isn't it literally is it just Tottenham Hotspur I think, Stadium? I think it's still Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Yeah, I don't know. I when I saw them, they were at White Hart Lane. That's all I care about. Um, yeah, the fans as well as I are going to go with Tottenham. Um, again, uh, as I said it in the description, I mean Tottenham are the better team. They're better at basically every position uh, compared to Southampton. Um, maybe James Ward Prowse being the odd man out in that. Like, if you had to pick a best 11 of the two teams, I think James Ward-Prowse um, really just fits over anyone that Tottenham has in the midfield. But, um, yeah, I, I think Tottenham are just going to be a little too much. But Southampton are always that team that get a set piece early. James Ward-Prowse puts it in from 30-something yards out, and then all they do is just hunker down to a 1-0 win. I could definitely see that happening. But, I mean, you got to go with the facts here, and I think just the facts are that if you're going guy for guy, Tottenham are definitely, definitely the team to go for here. Final game on Wednesday, Aston Villa will be hosting Leeds United, so arguably one of the high flyers in recent weeks, going up against one of the teams that cannot catch a break. The fans are going with Aston Villa, JD, as well as I am. I mean, this is pretty cut and dry i i i really like just with the way aston villa has been flying uh their new signings are coming in and making instant impacts while you know leads can't stay healthy they still really haven't found anyone to kind of fill the shoes of patrick bamford and outside of the off game of or the outside of the random game where you know jack harrison looks world class um leads look to shambles so yeah i think this is a this is again one of the easier games um I, i'm gonna be going with villa too yeah, it, it is one of the easier games to call. Aston Villa are going to win this game. Uh, Leeds have been so inconsistent. I mean, they've maybe had two good games this season where I actually felt like they deserved something. And Villa, under Steven Gerrard so far, has just been amazing. With like, the signings they brought in, I I mean, Felipe Coutinho, I think he's going to ball out against this, against this very open game. I think his creativity, his passing is going to be ridiculous um uh, yeah i i i think this will be a this will be a messy one for for leeds i think this could be i maybe leeds get a goal but i i think villa are gonna put four past him jd i have to ask leeds have not looked good this year and we know Biel, and we know bielsa only signs these one-year contract extensions that's his policy not the club's is this it for Bielsa at Leeds? Because I think it is. I mean, I think those one-year contracts that that that's Leeds asking him to stay, um, like in, in the past. Yeah. I that that's Bielsa's choice on those one-year contracts. I don't think that's Leeds as an organization. I think they'll. I, th- I think they'll offer it again. I don't. I, the the continuity needs to be there. They they've been missing Patrick Bamford. That's a huge that's a huge loss. Rafinha hasn't played the entire season. Jack Harrison's just been inconsistent. I mean, they I think they should have gotten Brendan Aronson in January. That would have been a great signing. I don't know. Maybe I I think they stick it out one more year. I think they stick it out. I just I I wonder you know because your younger players are not getting younger by the day they're getting older by the day. And I'm wondering if possibly maybe players like Brendan Aronson and other players on the fringe of possibly making a move to Leeds, if they're not making the jump 
because they would like maybe someone with a fresh philosophy. Because it's also hard and difficult to commit to a team when their coach is consistently on one-year deals because you don't know who you're signing for. Uh, the big thing is it's like when players sign, they sign because they're signing because of a manager. Like most of the time it's because, you know, a specific manager is there. They'd like to stick around. I mean, it's it's kind of like, you know, I mean, honestly, I'll use this as an example. Would Douglas Louise have signed for Liverpool if it wasn't guaranteed that Jurgen Klopp was still not going to be here for a year or two? Luis, Luis Diaz. Luis Diaz. Luis Diaz. Luis Diaz. Diaz. My apologies. Douglas Louise plays for I got I got the name. Uh, on. Just got the names flipped. That's all it is. You know what? Shoot the damn messenger. It's been two weeks since we've talked about this, and I basically <laughs> forgot 90% of the Premier League, okay? Um, but yeah, it's kind of like if it, it's... I mean, it's the same thing as like college students committing to a college because they're like, hey, I'm committing my next three to four years here to play football. If the, man, if the coach just dips after a year, what am I supposed to be doing? That means I have a coach coming in, and I'm not his guy. So I feel like that also... They're supposed to be getting paid because now you can, NCAA well, yes. players can yes. monetize themselves. Oh, be, I'm just talking along the lines of... Bad example, yeah. Matt. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm just talking along the lines <laughs> of if you're going to go somewhere, you, you want to go somewhere where there is commitment at least around. So um, a lot of the games this week, guys, have not been good. Uh, almost every single one of our picks has been all kind of the same thing, so that kind of sucks. We like a little bit of diversity. Uh, these next two games might provide some, eh, maybe, uh, Liverpool will be hosting Leicester City Football Club. JD, you're the Liverpool fan. You started off. Uh, Liverpool are coming off a great win against Cardiff in the FA Cup. And, and the reason being, not because, like, it, it's, they, they, they beat Cardiff. They should have beaten Cardiff at Anfield. That's, that's not the point. It's that Luis Diaz came on as a sub and immediately... And I mean immediately out. showed what he could bring. I mean the high press, the pat like the pass to set up to uh, uh, Minamino, and then Harvey Elliott is fucking back. Four months out after yeah. I, I I don't he had surgery on his fucking knee. He his knee looked like a fucking pretzel four months ago. I can't I actually can't believe he's playing in the season. And it's only February. He he was initially not he was out for the season. And if yeah. you look at that injury when it happened, you you would say, yeah, you're done for the season. His goal, I mean, he took it off his chest, turned the swivel, the 180 swivel, left foot volley. Nobody's saving that. I, I great fuck goal. That that's why I'm bringing up that game. Normally, I wouldn't give a shit about an FA Cup game. It was huge. Yeah. But against Leicester City, I, Leicester City are kind of drowning themselves right now. I, I I don't I don't know what to think. I, they have great players. They have I I still rate Brandon Rogers. I, I I think he's out of his depth right now. He's going through a bad patch. But I I, I don't I don't see anything put a Liverpool win. I yeah. I just I, I Salah and Mane will be back. I don't yeah. know well, if either of them will start. Well, apparently I know Salah. Yeah, yeah Salah 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 basically landed his plane back in Merseyside. Went right to Jurgen Klopp's office. Hey, coach, what's going on? Are you? Did you just get here? Yeah, I, I'm. I'm ready to play though. But have you put your bags down? No. Have you been home? No. Really? Like, yeah. I heard that story. I think that I, I love it. I, 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 I fucking love. I, I love that attitude. I love the fact no, that. No, love like, it. I like. I, I just I, got off the plane. When am I getting put in? Yeah. No. 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 I love it too. I don't. <laughs> I think Klopp's gonna look at the squad and be like, 
No. You just played 120 minutes plus a penalty shootout, where a very emotional game in general, where you lost the final to Sadio Mane, who I, which I, you know, that's a whole separate story. But um, I, I don't know. I don't think either of them start. I'll come off the bench, sure. Yeah. I, th- I think Luis Diaz starts this game. Yeah. I think Harvey Elliott starts this game. And I think Diogo Jota starts this game. I think that's the starting front three. And then you have Firmino, Sawa, and Mane on the bench. That's think of the depth there. Yeah, hey. And and obviously, obviously, in nor in a normal week, Mane and Sal would start with Jota or Firmino. But Luis Diaz, I I think he's gonna have a huge impact. I really do. Just huh. just based off of the thirty minutes I saw in the FA Cup game in the midweek, I honestly or not in the midweek. Sorry, on over the weekend, um, he's looked great. He he looked great. I I think he's I think he's gonna be a really good signing. Yeah, Liverpool's next so, game. Uh, yeah, yeah, I gotta go Liverpool. Liverpool's next game is over the weekend at Burnley, but then a week later they're starting Champions League action. So we'll see what Jurgen Klopp does. Uh, yeah, the fans, myself, Liverpool, this is easy. Uh, I personally think Brendan Rodgers should have been fired two years ago. So JD rates him. I rate him to be one of the next people in the unemployment line. But as a gentleman, I don't talk about another man's job. Final game, guys. Wolves will be hosting... Arsenal Football Club. Uh, the fans, they went with Arsenal. Myself, I have other ideas. Arsenal have not looked consistent enough for me to just guarantee victories. And Wolves, especially on their day, is an extremely tough side to break down. Flip that. Wolves has also a very difficult time putting the ball in the net. That's why I think this game will probably be a draw. I'm going to go with a draw. So the fans are Arsenal. I'm a draw. JD, to finish up our fan picks... What are we thinking? I gotta go Arsenal here. I don't think Wolves are good enough. They they've had their moments this season, but uh, they've been more inconsistent than Arsenal has. I I think Arsenal could take this. It, it'll be tight, but um, yeah, I'm gonna I'll probably go for like a two one Arsenal win. All right, man. Perfect, perfect, perfect. So guys, that is the end of our fan picks. Uh, now time, as always. We're going to talk about some fan questions. Thanks, guys, again for submitting. We have a few questions to finish off the episode. Um, so, yeah, let's get these started. Uh, as always, guys, if you are listening to us for the first time and you want to submit a fan question to us, by all means, follow us on Instagram. Always hit us up there. That is where we are going to be always. So, please, submit your fan questions. We will always, 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 always talk about them on the podcast. First one. Lifelong listener, Mike. Mike, thank you again for all the love. How much playing time will Austin Trustee receive at Arsenal? So, a Philadelphia Union Academy player, if I'm not mistaken, but current Colorado Rapids player now being moved to Arsenal. Uh, Another MLS player on the move. Mike, he's not. He's not going to get playing time. Uh, I fully expect him to get almost no minutes. Uh, I expect him probably to play a lot of U23 action. Uh, I'm surprised, honestly, that that wasn't one of those transitions where Arsenal signed him and then immediately loaned him out to a championship club. Um, So, yeah, I think, honestly, I think he is someone to watch, like, blossom because it's another MLS player expanding their, you know, wings into into European football. But... I, I think Arsenal have problems that I don't think he's the answer for, at least not at this current time. So, JD, do you have any other? Do you have like any other thoughts with that? Uh, yeah, I have a few thoughts. Um, 
One, yes, he is a Philadelphia Union Academy graduate, uh, played a bunch of games for the Union, and uh, left on not-so-good terms in, to Colorado Rapids in, because he he and his agent requested a move to Europe. Jim Curtin, the manager of uh, Philadelphia Union, and Ernst Tanner, the sporting director, flat-out said, you're not ready. Like, stay another year, and we'll figure it out, as can be seen in the, the Mark McKenzie move and the Brendan Aronson move. You know, if we're saying just stay another season, we'll figure it out. He didn't want that, so he moved to Colorado Rapids. Philly Union slapped a fat, like, 20% sell-on clause. And they're going to reap the benefits of that one when he as he goes to Arsenal in the summer. Because um, that's the other thing. He's going in the summer, so what... Like, Austin Trusty is not going to do anything in the MLS this the first half of this, this upcoming season. Because he knows he's moving midway through the season. What what does he care about the Colorado Rapids anymore? I don't understand that part of yeah. the Yeah. Because like from from the Rapids side side of the field. Like they, they they know they're losing this guy halfway through the season. Like I And I don't know. But as far as how many minutes he's gonna play at Arsenal, yeah, I agree. None. He's he'll probably immediately get loaned out. I to somewhere probably not even a championship club, probably some weird no, like I, th- club or some I, shit. I think I think the championship is the perfect kind of like if you can make oh, it there. Oh, it would be. It w- yeah, if you can- it would be. It would be perfect. It's but basic- no, he'll, he'll go to like some Belgian club. There you go. Honestly, I'm gonna label it right now. The championship is like Las Vegas. If you can, or I'm sorry, it's like New York City. If you can make it there, you can make it anywhere. <laughs> New York, New York. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> my favorite line by far. Um, and I I always think it's funny. Uh, people, it was from, like, I think it was from the show How I Met Your Mother. Uh, the line basically goes, oh, yeah, well, you know what? Frank Sinatra was from New Jersey. And then the immediate response was, yeah, but he's not singing Secaucus, Secaucus, Secaucus. And I just, on the ground, laughing. Yeah, what a line. Um, next, uh, next question coming from Tom. Tom, again, another, you know, long listener. Thank you again, Tom, for all the love. If it meant you could go to every home game, would you work as a ball boy for your rival club? JD, you want to you want to take a swing at this one? So, I had to work if I had to work as a ball boy for Manchester United, but I could go to every home game. Here, you know what? Hold on, let me flip this so there's no wow factor. You have to be the ball boy for Everton. Okay, that'll keep me in the same city. Okay, yeah. I mean that that's actually that makes more sense like, you know, logistically because I'd be I'd be probably living in in Liverpool. Um I mean, yeah. Why would yeah, why wouldn't I? I one I'd get to see the Premier League in person the whole time and then I'd also get to watch every Liverpool. I mean, logistically that probably wouldn't work because I'm sure half the time Liverpool's playing at the same time as Everton. Um and then, and then I'd get the opportunity to fuck Everton over whenever during the Merseyside derby. Ball boys, you know, maybe get the chance to throw the ball away. Oh, ball, dude, that'd be oh, hilarious. Ball boys, are, yeah, yeah, 100%. Oh, I do, I, I do that right now. I mean, I don't know, I don't know what the going rate for ball boys is right now, but um, it's probably not great, like monetarily. But uh, yeah, you know what? Honestly. Yeah, I'd do it. Why did I always think, like, a ball boy was a volunteer job? Like, it was kind of like... Oh, hey, well, yeah. no, 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 you, no. A ball boy is usually, like, a youth academy guy. Oh, okay. Well, that's... that That's generally what... Like, actually, actually, great example. The, uh... Yeah. For the corner taken quickly with, for, for Trent to Origi against Barcelona, the, the kid 
on the like on the side of the field, the, the ball boy that gave Trent the ball real quick so that he could take it quickly. He's in the Liverpool Youth Academy and he scored he's actually like a highly rated young young player. I can't think of his name because he's like in the U eighteens. I don't I don't, oh, yeah. I don't I don't I don't I don't know his name. But that's actually don't. he's like scored a bunch of goals for like the U the U sixteens and U eighteens for Liverpool. And that, and that's <laughs> it's a, hilarious. And that's a good point because I remember seeing I remember now as we're talking about it, seeing photos and stuff of uh like Reese James as a ball boy, like you've had the younger players, and honestly, that's a very good, like a very good thought. And uh, don't forget the, don't forget the, don't forget the fucking ball boy that Eden Hazard kicked. God, did he ever and got a red card? Uh, did he, he? He, I think he was in the academy at the time. Uh, whoever he was, he's a legend now. Um, Tom, I'm gonna go vice versa on this. I'm gonna say no because I really don't want to watch my rival play every single weekend. Uh, I'd rather watch my team. Uh, from the comfort of my own home, or if I have the ability to go see them in person, I will. Um, well, no, you get to see yeah, no, Manchester United games in person. No. You I, just have to also see yeah, City. Yeah, well, that's, but, no, but that, like, that would be me being a City ball boy. But how often am I really going to be able to go see United play if City are playing? Like, and especially... Well, take that, I'm saying, take the logistics out of the equation. But, if you just had to be a City ball boy... But then you also get to go to every United nope. home game. No, I don't like the color. No? Ba- I don't like the color baby blue. Sorry. But yeah. you get to fuck them over if you want to. Just whip the ball. There could be one, just one instance throughout the season that you have to throw the ball to a player quickly and you could just take your fucking time. <laughs> JD, and the final question coming from the Soccer Heads podcast, that is the two Connors. Those guys are awesome. If you're not already following them, give them a follow. But yes, two Connors, they put in a question. And JD, I will let you answer this on your own. Mane and Salah, is there going to be a riff after the AFCON final? No, no. There's there's no riff. Are you fucking kidding me? No, no. Are you? They're playing for their countries. There's the passion for the for, to play for their countries. Of course, in the moment. I'm sure Mohamed Salah is feeling down, but you could see it at like after the game, Mane came over, consoled him. I think it'll be fine. I think it's going to be completely fine. I, I think Mohamed Salah is going to think, holy shit, how the fuck did Egypt get here? Because he, I, he carried that team, but also they got very fortunate in general. Senegal deserved to win that. I, I think Salah can probably take that away from the entire competition. They deserve to win. <laughs> so I, I it, there was nothing controversial. I if Saul's going to be mad, he's got to be mad at Egypt the Egypt coaching staff for not letting him take the first penalty. That's a whole other story how he didn't even get to take a penalty in the shootout because fuck, he you I know mean, what? he's obviously their best penalty taker. He, why would he not go first or second? Like, I, even if he goes second, that's fine. I, I understand right now we're about to hit 40 minutes on the podcast, but JD, it's not a fan question, but it's actually a question for you. And honestly, it's a question I'm going to put on our Instagram the day you guys are listening to this. Who, When should your best penalty kick taker take his penalty? One through, first. One through first. five. First? First. first. Okay. Absolutely first. 100%. First. Because because here's the thing. You can have your designated penalty taker, which most likely is your best penalty taker. Every player in a fucking team should be able to take a confident penalty. Teams practice this. 
I, I mean, really, I, I, I can only imagine that, like, if they don't, they should, if teams don't do this, they should be having every single player take five penalties to end the night. It's the way, like, youth basketball goes, you know, in, like, high school basketball in, in, in America goes, where, you know, they, you know, you make a line, you, you know, make 10 free throws before you leave. Like, that's, I mean, I was, that's smart. I was just, smart. I was just thinking that exact same thing. Like, it's literally the foul shot theory to end practice. You have to, you know, yeah. you have to make 10 foul shots before you're allowed yeah. to, like. Because, yeah, you, you might miss one or two, but you, but it won't take that long to make 10. Like. And you'll get your. It just, it's. And you'll get your. You just yeah. get it down. And you'll, it, and it, you'll. It's, it's such a, I, and. and it's like how fucking Harry Maguire is like the number two penalty taker for United. And what? He, but you know what? Don't take anything away. But he yet. makes no, 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 no. I'm saying, I'm saying, no, no, no. Here's what I'm saying. I, yeah, I, I'm getting there. I'm saying what? Like what? Why is he number two? Because it doesn't matter. You have your number one, and then it doesn't matter after that. I'll, Salah should be number one for Egypt, and then it really doesn't matter because every single other player should be able to take a fucking competent penalty. To to end the episode. A quick story back from the Euro Cup, the Euro uh, Cup final, when England were taking penalties. Now I'm in a room with a bunch of other sock, like a, a bunch of other fans, and like honestly, a lot of us were neutral. We didn't care who won and who lost. Um, Harry Maguire walks up to take the second penalty for England, and I'm losing my shit because I'm sitting here going, "The fuck is this? This guy can't even defend properly. He's going to take one of the most important penalties in England history. And then he literally took the net off the studs. And I'm sitting here going, oh. And then literally uh, in the FA Cup against Middlesbrough, Harry Kane, Harry, uh, Harry Kane, Harry Maguire walks up to go take a penalty. And I'm sitting here going, what the hell is this? Where is Bruno? Where is literally all the other guys who should be taking this penalty? And then Harry Maguire once again rips the studs off the net, and I go, oh, yeah, I keep forgetting he's, like, actually kind of good at those. And then it's like, oh, that's 100% it. Like, I... I Every player should be able to score a fucking penalty. It's... It, I, no, I, I'm not going to say, like, oh, it's not hard, because, like, I'm sitting here drinking beer, like, in America, like, oh, I could do that. No, I couldn't, but um, a, a player that trains every day should be able to, t for a top club, yeah. should be able to take a fucking penalty. Uh, key thing, um, yeah, no matter what, when penalties come up, um, I think this is also, this should just be proper rule. Um, ball's got to hit the target. Ball's got yeah, it's saved, it's, it, it, if, if it's saved, it's saved. If it's saved, it's um, saved. Got to give it to the goalie. It is what it is. But don't, don't bail the keeper out. Don't, don't miss. Um, yeah. all right, yeah. guys, that is going to be the end of the episode. Um, as always, we greatly appreciate all your love and support. Remember, give us a follow on Instagram at the EPL boys for all the updated information coming through the EPL boys campaign as well, guys. Now, Spotify, iTunes, no matter where you listen to us, you can rate us and you can review us. I don't think Spotify does reviews yet, but if you can rate us and you can review us, guys, give us that five stars, share Share your rating. Share it with your friends. Share it with your family because that is how we're going to be able to grow this community and we're going to be able to build something even bigger than what we already have. And again, guys, we cannot thank you enough. But we, again, as always, continuously need your help. And guys, don't worry. We will return the favor. But guys, as always, my name is Matt from JD. Guys, be safe. Be well. Enjoy some midweek EPL action. And guys, we will see you later in the week. Peace out.
Back in town, boys, we're back in town.